Hi, everyone, and welcome to another powerful conversation with yet another powerful woman. I'm delighted to be joined today by Donna Oakle from UK for Good, and I'm very excited about talking to her because she's doing some great things out there, but I'm not going to ruin the surprise by what she's all about. I'm going to let her introduce herself. So hi, Donna. Hi, Claire. So um, tell us who you are and what you do, what lights you up, um, what gets you out of bed um, every day to make your contribution to the world. It's probably one and the same answer, I think, but I'll do my <laughs> best. So as, as you say, um, I'm Donna Ockel and I am founder and bee leader. Most people have never heard of a bee leader, so I'll explain what that is. But I'm founder of UK for Good and a bee leader. And that's as a result of a, a, a bit of a light bulb moment, really, having spent 40 years in running family businesses, being a private wealth manager for Coots & Co, and running a charity for five years. And throughout that very long career, it, it became increasingly obvious of the opportunity and responsibility for businesses to do good and do well. So not just to focus on the the bottom line on making a profit but actually to think about how they make that profit and what they do with that profit and I remember going back oh gosh when I was at Coots thinking about CSR and thinking actually CSR stands for corporate social responsibility and corporates make up a fraction of the percentage of amazing 5.8 million businesses in the UK and and wondering actually Who's helping those small and medium-sized businesses Mm. better understand and improve their impact on people and planet as as well as profit? And I went on from Coots to set up and develop a charity to match the skills of businesses with the skills needed within the charity sector. And really, it was at that point I became to become increasingly interested at the way that businesses can can shape a better world. Fast forward a couple of years and I came across B Corp. And really that's when at my very ripe, very old age, I realized what I wanted to be when I grew up and that's a B leader. And Mm. a leader of an organization that helps businesses better understand and improve their impact so that can help shape a, a better world because as so many people are, I am really terrified for the future that my children and now step-grandchildren are facing. So I set up UK for Good in 21. I became a B leader, which means that I've completed a programme with B Lab, the not-for-profit governing body of B Corp, to help businesses on their B Corp journey, to help them prepare for and navigate and improve their social and environmental impact. And it's great. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I, uh, it's such a good cause when we first met and had a conversation. It was, um, I mean, some of it was very eye opening for me because I, I suppose I hadn't really thought about being a small business, how you could still make a difference. Can you try to explain some of the differences that, um, small companies can make, um, and how, how they count? Absolutely. So, you know, some people listening to this this podcast won't have ever heard of B Corp. You know, awareness is still fairly low in the UK. There are 6,000 B Corps in the world, just over 6,000, and there are 1,300 or so in the UK. And B Corp 
is a, a certification for companies that reach high standards of social and environmental impact. And as long as you're for profit, that framework, which comprises five sections, so governance, workers, communities, including supply chain, the environment and customers, as long as you are a for-profit business, you can apply for B Corp certification. It's rigorous, and that sometimes puts small businesses off. Mm. But 90% of B Corps are small businesses, SMEs, small and medium-sized enterprises. And we work with a huge number of, of small and medium businesses that are doing some fantastic things, even if they don't employ people. So having a commitment to doing things well. So whether that's the way they engage with the local community, be it through volunteering, be it through um, through financial donations and a combination of both, mm-hmm. being advocacy, being um, amplifying a small business's voice. You know, as a one-man band or a business that's got perhaps fewer than 10 employees, it's sometimes overwhelming it's easy to feel like these problems certainly from a a climate change perspective are huge and they are huge and actually and the b corp movement is is a great example of this it's often a question of you know the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts so joining the b corp movement or the better business act there are ways we can make small and positive impacts within our own business and then join with others to amplify our our voices so small businesses can measure their carbon footprint they can look at their waste they can look at what they buy and where they buy it from and those what look like small and you know insignificant choices Mm. collectively can make a huge difference same when it when you come to governance same when it's how you deal with your people and local communities so everybody can do something and if every single one of the 5.8 million businesses in the UK started by just understanding understanding how they could be governed better understanding how they could treat their people better how they mm-hmm. can treat their communities better hey we'd be there as, as a country I think we'd be there so everybody can do something yeah, and I think the the values of what you're talking about are are values that really should be part of human society. Really, these these values of having kindness and compassion for everything that that we do. Um, if that were to run through everything that we did, it would automatically be well, it would be instinctive to apply for these sorts of things uh, and to become B Corps and to really like look after our employees and our our planet and have proper responsibility for what we're doing. Um, But I guess what, what is it do you think that stops us from stops people from companies from applying for B Corp? I think it's the, first and foremost the lack of understanding of what the process looked like so to become b corp you have to complete an online assessment which is free to access and i'd encourage anybody to have a look Mm. it's called the b impact assessment or bia for short and it's a great framework so just to look at that framework and have a think about actually could we do this better could we 
for example, could our, the way that we are a diverse and inclusive company, could we be better at that? And okay, what would we have to do? And often it's, it's a simple question of formalizing what businesses do, even small businesses. So a for example, yeah, we do a bit of volunteering. We don't report it or we don't record it. So having a volunteering policy, recording how much you, you volunteer and how that makes a difference. The same with waste, recording your waste, having a policy to mm-hmm. an environmentally preferred purchasing policy, having a, a commitment to think about where we buy our, our paper from or where we employ people from. So thinking about the environmental impact of the purchasing decisions we make, for example. I think people think it's huge. It it isn't huge. So the B impact assessment is a rigorous framework. It's intentionally difficult and it's very doable. So you'll see a raft of organisations that have fewer than 10 employees on there, on the B Corp directory, for example. But sometimes the language is um, not always desperately easy to understand or obvious for businesses based in the UK. It's a global certification. So Mm. what might apply in one country is different from in the UK, for example. But there is a knowledge base, there's a learn more function. So there's a whole host of resource on the assessment itself. And then there's People like me, they're B leaders, there are organisations like UK for Good, they're ready and keen to help businesses who have all the right intentions and have really importantly the right values, but just aren't quite sure, need a bit of support, just like you'd not, you might need support for change management or HR or Mm. marketing or whatever it is, often we need experts and the experts are out there. So first and foremost, a lack of awareness and or understanding, a fear of it being too difficult, a fear of cost, you know, we're in a cost of living crisis and it's tough. It's really tough for all businesses out there. And actually a lot of being a a more ethical and more environmentally friendly business often results in not doing as much of, so not buying as much, not consuming as much. Mm. And those environmentally preferred purchasing decisions are often more cost-effective decisions. You kind of think about how much energy you're using, for example, using public transport instead of using the car, those kind of decisions. So often it can be cost-effective. And this is news that a lot of your listeners will want to hear that on average, B Corp SMEs outperform non-B Corp certified companies. Profitability by 14% higher, growth by 20% higher. So companies that are doing good are doing well. They're outperforming. People want to work for, buy from and invest in companies they trust. So we're seeing... uh, an increase in investors, for example, looking for B Corps because on the whole, they're lower risk and on the whole, they're higher performing. So it's kind of common sense, but as as you, I'm sure, will have said to people, other people, common sense isn't always that common. So, yeah, it's fear of the unknown. It's fear of costs that may be, you know, a misplaced fear. 
Um, but otherwise, it's have a look, have a go. And if, you know, think could do with some support, there's a whole raft of support out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it is interesting. I think once once you get through that fear, if you're determined and it and it's um, something that you really really value, then there is always a way through it. Um, I think one of our biggest fears as well is asking for help um, and believing that we can we can do everything ourselves as business owners. And actually, um, we we can't always. Uh, and asking for help is sometimes the best thing to do anyway. Um, yeah. So it's a collaborative approach as well, isn't it? It's working with others to shape a better world. So how long do you think it will be before um, becoming a B Corp um, is, when is that sort of tipping point where it make more, more people will be B Corps and not more companies will be B Corps and not how far away are we from that? Um, Statistically right now, a long way away. I mean, the tipping point, academically is is um often accepted as 25 percent so if you look at 25 percent of 5.8 million businesses it's a mm. very large numbers we've only got 1300 in the uk so far but i think what you're seeing is and obviously b corp certification isn't the only certification to look at your social and environmental performance there are isos there are self certifications there are all manner of ways to improve the difference a business can make to its people and the planet but I think there is an increasing um, acceptance that that's what people want that's what investors want that's what clients want and you know you look at any large organization particularly in the public sector to apply for to tender for a contract from the large organizations having a clear plan to demonstrate your social and environmental impact or ESG credentials is the norm now Mm. so it will be a spin out of that together with you know from bottom up businesses are facing a lot of pressure from from their clients and and customers young people especially are voting with their cvs and their wallets They, they are asking their interviewers you know tell me about your environmental impact 83% of people want to feel as though their job is making a difference to the environmental impact that they have. Ditto when you're buying stuff from someone. I I buy very little stuff these days, but when I do, my default is to have a look on the B Corp directory. I buy all my household um, cleaning products from a B Corp called Bauer Collective. I'll buy from Elvis and Cressé. I'll buy from Cook Trading. So there are... You soon get to know, actually, I'm going to buy yeah. from this company because I know that their social and environmental impact is high. Therefore, that makes me feel better, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so from, it's coming and it's coming fast. Yeah, I, I can see that um, particularly as the sort of the younger generations get to the point where they're having much more influence that that really will create mm-hmm. a, a tidal wave or change in, in direction. Um because you know you need to get em- employees uh, working for you, and if if that's what's important for them, then then you know that is when a shift starts to happen. Absolutely. So, what from from your perspective, like having UK for good and being a B leader, what's been the biggest challenge for you so far in um, in making progress in your business? 
That's a really good question. I wish I had you know, 48 hours in a day. We're working super <laughs> hard because demand is, is high. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest challenge is two things. Lack of awareness of B Corp being a part of the solution. Yeah. And a lack of awareness by the majority of people of just how urgent the need is for businesses to adapt. I and mean, if you take cli- the climate emergency alone, we are fast running out of time. Yeah. You know, when the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says this is code, code red for humanity, this isn't, it may or may not be a bad thing. We are running out of time. You've only got to see what's happening in Italy right here, right now. You've only got to see the breaching of the 1.5, which we thought was all, you know, the limit that would be, you know, okay. And where the Paris Agreement says we should be fine. We're not. We're not. And there's still this overwhelming appetite for doing more what we've done in the past so mm-hmm. you know business as usual what did we do last year let's do 10 percent more five percent more 20 percent more whatever it'll be grand so that everybody really does need to think at a macro level even if you're a one-man band what difference can we make to the future that our children and future generations are currently facing it's terrifying and yeah. so that a to recognize the urgency of the problem and B, to recognize that there are solutions and C, you know, we need to act now. Um, So for me, that's probably lack of awareness and, you know, the impetus to change and change quickly from a commercial perspective, for sure. You know, we have no business and we can't do stuff as a business, but we've got no planet. We've got no business. So it's that urgency for change and and you can do it that's the thing you know you said right at the beginning of this but I'm only a small business or what 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 do I say when people say but I'm only a small business one of our members uh, Molly Gould who runs a a copywriting organization called Effable certified a couple of days ago I can't tell you how excited she is and the impact that's having the ripples throughout our community Mm. a very large client be um sats cottages certified a couple of weeks ago so there's the more people are certifying the more exciting people are getting yeah. and then other businesses within the sector will say gosh this is having a real impact on on their employees on their customers on their communities let's have a look at this and yeah. have a go so yeah just do it as somebody famous actually said <laughs> or as I like to say just be it because <laughs> I think it's a uh, it's, I love that yeah just be yeah. it because you've really got to Im- just... Im- embody it and, and feel it to be able to do it with the right passion so I've changed that one to just I, be it. <laughs> I sent a, uh, funnily enough I gave a gift to a couple a uh, couple of fantastic impact leaders um only last week that had completed their um B Corp certification and I sent them a notebook with which was personally inscribed be the change the world needs and that's yeah. that's it just yeah just be the change yeah 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 no exactly so I know that um I think it was last week or or it might even be the whole month was sort of like mental health awareness um yes with that as a as a sort of framework for my question the the sort of work you're doing I can imagine could become 
very overwhelming because there aren't enough hours in the day and you're constantly I guess uh, swimming upstream to just try to turn the tide how do you look make sure you look after yourself so that you can continue to um, go out there and con- like convince people to make these changes it is a real driver you know I often talk when I'm doing presentations about my why you know we Everything starts with why people buy from you, not what you do, but why you do it and whether that's a service or a product. And and it's a really good question, Claire, because it's climate anxiety is a thing. And and I see I see the impact of that and particularly on young people. Mm. It's, you know, seeing leaders not doing stuff quick enough for their future. And I look at my step-grandson in the eye and it every single waking day, my children, my grandchildren are my why. And I look at them and I think, I have to be able to look at you in 10 years' time and say, I did everything I can. Now, with that comes the, you know, the phrase, put your own ox- oxygen mask on before helping others. And it's tough. It really is tough because you know the scale of the problem and I know the opportunity and the solution and I'm working on both all the time. So what do I do? I make sure I get plenty of time in nature. I've got two dogs. I do a lot of dog walking. I love the garden. Uh, And actually protecting that is really tough. And if any of my friends and contacts were on here, they say, you need to tell her to do more of that because it's, it is hard. It's very hard to strike that balance. We've got, you know, we've got some tough challenges as, as a society and I know that I can contribute to the solution and I have to, to be able to do that. So I have to look after my own well-being. And yeah. it's, but we do need to look at climate anxiety as a problem. It is a huge problem, especially in young people. So the answer for me to that is, okay, what can I do? Yeah. Because it's easy to get super sad about it and, and yeah. super anxious, but actually here's stuff I can do and even talking to you today is this is something really positive and constructive that that is making a positive difference yeah and I think there's um you going to your your point about going um going out in nature and being in nature um and I think that having a dog is is just such a great um way to encourage people to do that because it doesn't matter what time of year it is, uh, whether it's dark, it's light, it's wet, it's sunny, you know, you need to get your dog out there. And I just find that a perfect, um, I don't even, it's not even an excuse. I love walking my dog. That's like my most sacred time of the day that I, you know, go really early in the morning and really enjoy it, particularly at this time of year when it's so light in the morning. Um, and dogs are so so astute at picking up how how you feel and helping with any anxiety that you feel as well, just because they need to be attached. Um, they're part of the pack. So um, I think that's also really, really, really important to, to get out there and do more in nature, uh, move away from the computer screens, even though we're doing this over mm-hmm. a computer screen, it's um, yeah. trying to do more with people face to face is definitely a step in the right direction as well. Absolutely. Uh, it it kind of reminds you how simple life is if if you strip away some of the, 
the complexity. And when I look often look at the roots of trees and actually once you start to to look under the undergrowth and, and the just the miraculousness of, of seasons and we're you know in, in the UK it's a deep joy to watch the the change that seasons bring and yeah. particularly now in in the spring with new growth and, and you listen to the birds and you think I have to fight for this. we have to fight for this and if yeah. If we left nature alone, it, it can do some incredible things. We're just not making a very good job of that as, as a world. But it is it is so miraculous, isn't it? And yeah. that's often where my, not necessarily brainwaves, that's probably over-egging it, but that's where my ideas come, when you just yes. kind of lose yourself and the yeah. dogs are doing what they do. And, yeah. You know, we have to really protect this. We're so super lucky to have what we have and and I don't know I think is it's not having four walls it's being out there and being surrounded by nature somehow enables you to think more broadly yeah yeah I, I was, yeah I was listening to a podcast just on this morning's walk um about sort of the difference between well how do you connect with um being more in, intuitive and one of the um, suggestions on that was about going out and being in nature because when you're in nature it, um, everything is just free flowing and and you're just you, know, you can leave behind the, the doing again and and be with the be with the being and when you're walking and you're just listening to nature that's when the great ideas come because you're not thinking about everything you have to do and it that's which then goes back to the doing versus the being so um yeah i think that there's so so much um so much to be we all need to be getting out outside more um these hours when i worked in london just sat in front of the computer all day and you know you you barely leave your desk eat lunch at your desk and the only out air you get is walking to the train station or something and that's what most people do all day every day and it's just really not good for you no and you know it people live in in different circumstances and and sometimes people don't have enough access to to green space but you know, however tiny that space is, it is, and and whatever your fresh air might look like, and and uh, you know, everybody isn't able to get be in the woods and be in in wonderful countryside. It's so it, whatever it is, it's yeah. it's being with people and appreciating whatever it is that you might have or might have access to. It is so important. A friend of mine, I, you know, I was talking to the other day and had a tomato plant on the windowsill just the one yeah. and just to watch that grow you know this time of year yeah. is just brilliant isn't it because they're growing yeah. like like topsy but to watch a tomato plant or a veg plant grow on a on the windowsill and then see you know the fruit yeah. coming from that and it's yeah it's the simple stuff actually and yeah not worrying about the stuff we can't control um, yeah. and and controlling what we can and doing it for good yeah definitely I'm a big advocate of um of house plants I believe they um I really feel they like to live more in clusters than than on their own though I do notice they seem to thrive when they're near each other as well but just that if you don't have a garden just that tendering tending for a, a house plant is um just really good and I think they've done research on it that even 
even um I think even artificial plants can trigger your brain to to, you know to give you the benefit of being in nature so there's something that everybody can do in that in that area yeah yeah absolutely yeah so tell me um if I was if I wanted to do one thing to help my company take the first step towards um being more um environmental climate uh, b corp conscious what would that one thing i do be this is really hard because i you i can never do just one thing and when i say two it's only <laughs> <three four>. <laughs> i'll start with saying have a look at the b impact assessment yeah i can send you the link if you haven't got it but so to com- to become b corp you have to uh, complete the B impact assessment and have a look at the environment section of the B impact assessment because that takes you through your environmental impact and breaks that down by waterways climate and it will inspire some thinking because the when the questions are asked say for example you know what is your carbon footprint what is your scope one two and three emissions it's just a catalyst for change. So from specifically from an environmental perspective, what is your carbon footprint? Because any journey to improvement starts by understanding where you are. Yeah. Most journeys, understand. Yeah. If you want to lose weight, you need to know where you are now. You want to improve your fitness, where are you now? Yeah. If you want to Im- improve your environmental impact, where are you today? And it's a great baseline. Yeah. So, there are a number of ways you can do that. There's loads of free resource. I know Ecology do a, uh, a resource for small businesses, so you can go and check your carbon footprint on there. Geeky Earth Zero, there are a number of them. So go measure your carbon yeah. footprint. So, And even if you are a, a, a tiny, tiny home-based business, go and say, okay, this is where I am, and identify even two or three areas for improvement, eliminating single-use plastic from from your home or from your business, looking at ways to improve energy use, turn lights off when you're not using them, LED lights, reduce water uses. A lot of it is around reducing. Just reduce, reduce, reduce. Reduce the amount of stuff you consume or improve those purchasing decisions. Start the environment. Then perhaps if you're a small business, look at how you can better engage in your local community. What are the biodiversity charities, projects that are going on in on your doorstep? How can you support them? It might be tiny. It might be offering half a day a month or a day a month, offering your skills to help them improve their impact. Yeah, it might be a combination of that and financial donations. Have a look at the B impact assessment go through the environment section and say, okay, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Become a member of UK for good. Listen to others. Just listen to other people, uh, you know, maybe four or five years on their B Corp journey and, and learn from the things that they've done. And yeah. Okay. How could I do something? like that you know we you talk about purpose and understand your purpose or why does your organization exist and we know when we're talking about purpose with clients we'll say you know start by thinking of what difference do you as an organization want to make to your people and to your communities and to the environment and then think about 
how practically your business can help you do that. Yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, that's not a strong enough question, Donna. What you should be asking is, what right does your business have to exist? Which I thought was genius, actually. Yeah. What right do you have to exist beyond profit? Because kind of so what? You make a profit, so what? What you do with that? So yeah. that's the other thing, really. Think, think, Learn from others. Have a look at the BIA. Learn from others. And... Uh, think about, you know, what right do I have to exist as a business and yeah. how can I improve my impact on my people and the planet? Yeah, I really like the framing of that question because it kind of goes, it links back to what is your business, why, um, but it just asks it in a way that really makes you think quite hard, actually. That's really powerful. Mm. Uh, yes, I thought it was too. Yeah. So um, how can people get in touch with you? I'll put the link to the UK for Good um, website in the show notes. How is that the best way to get in touch? Um, LinkedIn as well? Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Either of those. Um, perfect. Thank you. And if you just think, yeah, well, we do want to do good stuff and we're doing some quite good stuff, we'd want to be better and our membership community is low cost it's a a wonderful uh, that's not about me it's about them small medium and large business leaders actually within that community and it doesn't matter what size of business we're in rooms together so we learn from expert speakers and we go into breakout rooms and we have a think about okay we've learned this really inspiring stuff what are we going to do with it and support and constructively challenge and learn from each other so that's one way if you want to go on the b corp journey not quite sure a if you're ready or b if it's right for you get in touch we're really happy to have the conversation and then last but not least we do train the trainers so we have a program for people who want to advise people on their b corp journey so for for business advisors generally so, yeah, we'd love to hear from anybody that wants to learn how to be a better business in short. That's that's why we exist. Well, I, I wish you all the best. Um, I um, I'm confident that this is a this is a journey that is going to become more and more or people are going to become more and more aware of it um, because that's I see no other path. Um, they have people people have to become more aware of this and do something about it. So, I mean, um, hats off to you for taking such a big stand for it and um, and putting all all of your good out there because without people like you, um, there wouldn't be people to follow. So um, I think that's really important as well. I think you're right, Claire. I think it's going to be a bit like recycling. You know, it it becomes, you're not doing that because that's the norm. And that's what we need to be. You're dead right. We need it to be the norm. And we're we're getting there. Yeah. So thank you so much for for joining me. It's been absolutely delightful to talk to you. And as usual, I've learned loads as well. So um, that's also good for me and good for everybody everybody else as well. So thank you very much. Thanks ever so much, Claire. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye.